This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Our scripture for today, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. And it reads, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Sustainer, Redeemer, and Deliverer, we ask right now in a special way that you speak to us, we your servants, that we may hear your words. Bless now, God, in a special way, that as you bless us, we will have in our minds and our hearts to be a blessing unto others. Spirit of living God, fall fresh on us. God, have your way in us. We, who are your church, guide and direct us, that as we hear from heaven, we will respond to the heavenly call to go everywhere you ask to go, to do everything you command us to do. We thank you and we love you. We look forward to you speaking to us, God. Speaking through us, God, everywhere we go, that you might get the glory. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our subject for today is, it's time to fight. Go ahead and say it. It's time to fight. From Vacation Bible School, we've had the theme sheltering in and armoring up, putting on God's armor. We had great teaching in all of our classes. I mean, all of our classes had great teaching. We had a wonderful time of learning and sharing and decided to be more of what God would have us to be. We talked about putting on the whole armor of God. Yes, we talked about being equipped to do the work God has called us to do. We stand and we fight so God's will can be done through us. Let me say it again. We stand and we fight so God's will can be done through us. That's what this is all about. We need to live so others might find life. Let me say that again. We need to live so others might find life. If I live only for me and my life and for what I can get, I'm already dead. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So listen, since you have breath, live. Choose to live 
will soldiers on his battlefield. It can't be just about me and mine. There's, there's no smaller page than a person who's wrapped up in himself. God has placed greater in us. He's placed greater in you. And he put it all in us so we can fight to be everything he designed us to be. Stand for what's right. Stand boldly for what God has placed in you. Seeing that we all want to win in life, let's look at three things necessary and being victorious since we agree it's time to fight. If we fight, we don't fight and lose. We're already on the winning team. Just because we're already winning does not mean that we don't have to fight. There are certain things that we want to do and be victorious in the fight that we're fighting. I know you've heard the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. And that's true, it's the Lord's battle, but you do have a dog in this fight. <laughs> there is something you have to do since you realize that God has called us to be in his army, on his battlefield, to do his work and to do his will. So the very first thing we need to do, and it admonishes us in Ephesians chapter 6, is be strong. Yeah, be strong. You're going to fight this fight, you better well be strong. Yeah, get strong. A little bit like Mr. Carrier doing the 22 push-ups. Yeah, to remind of the great cause and then remind of those who twin the 22 committing suicide who've been in all forces and we, we were praying with and for so many of them that they would realize, no, 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 there's more fight in this world and as you trust God and as you listen to others who counsel others who love you, you realize that we can work through whatever it is you're going through in life because God has called us to fight to the very end. So he equips us to do it. He says, be strong, be strong. Oh yes, I know, be strong. He said, okay, I'm gonna get strong, I'm gonna get strong. Yeah, it's more than push-ups I'm talking about. It's more than being able to lift 400 pounds. I know, be strong. But, uh, but Pastor, how can I be strong? I'm kind of up in age. How can I be strong? I'm very young. How can I be strong? I'm not very athletic. No, no, no. Listen what the text is. It says, be strong in the Lord. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, you need to be strong, but you be strong in the Lord, not in your own strength, but it's in the strength that God has given you, the strength that God has given me, the strength that God has given his church, and you do know we are the church. He's strengthening us. But not only said be strong in the Lord, it says be strong in his power. Yeah, be strong in his might. He has the power, he has the might, he has everything, so we're strong in him, and we're strong in everything that he has. He's telling us, in other words, if we totally depend on God, if we trust him with all our hearts and lean out to our own understanding, God has everything we need to be as strong as we need to be to do everything he's called us to do. Somebody will say amen. I give God the praise, the honor, and the glory. I know it might seem dark. It might seem like the storm cloud won't pass over. It might seem like there's only hopelessness all around you. But just as Pastor Matthew Southall Brown Sr. says in his newest book, and he talks about you can get through it. Oh, you got to hear it today. You can get through it. 
Don't hold all the other equipment together by putting truth together. But not only are you going to have the belt of truth, you have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, yeah you, you, you got to self-arm yourself with righteousness because if you're focused on righteousness, if you're focused on doing the things that are right and just, if you're focused on that, you'll be able to protect your innards. Did I say that? You can protect your innards, but what's inside? You can protect a fruit in your body, you can protect your heart, your lungs, your liver, your, everything that's within you. But understand that your heart is there, and, and your very essence of your life is there. And through righteousness, through telling the truth, and living righteously, you will realize that you will keep yourself from being harmed in so many ways that Satan seeks to harm and to tear you down. Yes, put on the breastplate of righteousness and give God glory. Mm. And then your shoes. Oh, you got to go someplace. Make sure your shoes for your feet, it says. Have to put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Yeah, and the gospel of salvation. The gospel, the good news. Yeah, everywhere you go, you're going to be telling the dying world about living Savior. Everywhere you go, you ought to be talking peace. Everywhere you go, you ought to be sharing peace. Everywhere you go, you ought to be in such a peace mode that others can see your good works and hear him glory. Our feet, the readiness to go and do what God wants us to do. The readiness to be what God wants you to be. The readiness to position yourself in such a way that God can use you anywhere and anytime to do what God has designed for you to do. Let's get our feet ready. And then in all circumstances, verse 16, in all circumstances, take up the seal of faith mm -hmm, with which you can distinguish all the flaming dots of the evil ones. I love this. It says take on the seal of faith with which you can distinguish not some of the flaming dots, mm, but all the flaming dots of the evil one. You do realize that evil is going to be falling your way. You got to extinguish it when it's coming your way. You have on the breastplate of righteousness. Now you have the seal of faith. In other words, you are trusting God in everything. And no matter what this world throws at you, it cannot destroy you. Whatever this world throws at you, it cannot get you down. Whatever this world throws at you because of your faith, because of the seal that you have, you are protected. Oh, I love it the way that Reverend Little put it in one of the lessons we had this week. When he talked about there's only two conditions you're in, you're one or the other condition. Either God is with you, or you with God. He said again, you're in a position where God is with you, as Emmanuel. God is with you, or you are with God. So when we leave him, we're going to be with him. Now, I know, I know, I know we get all sad when it's time to go be with them. But clearly, let me make something clear about this. So when we die, those who accepted Jesus Christ are going to see When we die, what happens to us? We, um, we, we go to a place where the wicked will cease from trouble. Mm, our souls will be at rest. We, we, we go someplace where we'll forever be with God, where there's no more evil, no more heartaches, no more backaches, no more doctors, no more doctor bills, no more lawyers, no more lawyer bills, yeah, no more electric bills, no more rent. 
I mean, all the rent's paid, all the mortgage's paid. Uh, you don't have to worry about the government. You don't have to worry about the next election because there ain't nobody gonna hold on God. Yeah, he 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 you, he's not having a relation. He's always God all by himself. But but we, we, when we leave here, we go to forever be with the Lord. We we go to where the streets are paved with gold. So wait a minute. How can you not have joy? In the midst of knowing, not everything will be all right, but everything is all right. Whether you're here, God is with you, or whether you're gone, you with God. Hallelujah, somebody. God is right. And you're grateful to be praying. Get dressed so we understand that there's nothing that can stop us with the faith that God has given us to extinguish all the darkness of the evil one. And then take the helmet of salvation. You gotta protect your mind. You listen, you gotta know. That God is who He said He is. And you gotta know that you say, don't let this world tell you. You said you messed up, you did something you had no business doing. Don't let this world tell you that you're no longer a part of God. When you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, you are now adopted into His family. And when you're in His family, you don't even for the day. When you're in His family, He has you from now on throughout eternity. You got the hell of salvation. In other words, you know. You know that you can be transformed by the moving of your mind. You know that God had you, God will keep you because you committed your way to Him. Even though you messed up, even though you said the Bible is following you, Jesus Christ died for you. You need to know that God loves you. God will keep you. You are saved when you commit your life to Christ and you begin to really desire to do the work He's called you to do. You have the help of salvation. Mm. But now we're talking about doing the work you have to do. Not only do we have the help of salvation, now we have to pick up the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Mm. The sword of the Spirit. Oh, yes. You got to have an offensive weapon. Everything else we talked about was defensive. It was keeping you from being down. It was keeping you from being defeated. It was keeping you from having to be knocked down. But now you understand. But you don't need just a defensive weapon. You need to have an offensive weapon. You need to have something for which you can fight, and I'm telling you, it's time to fight. You need the sword of the Spirit. Well, Pastor, what is the sword of the Spirit? I'm glad you asked, because the Word of God tells us the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God going before you. The Word of God doing everything that needs to be done to make sure that whatever is being said, whatever is done, if you can make sure the Word of God can get out to us, His Word will not be transformed. I know we have words. I know we are wise. I know we have things we love to say, things we love to do. But my brothers and sisters, I advise you to do like the folk who are vacation to Bible school, like the folk who come to Bible study, who, are, who listen to Bible study, like you who are listening right now. When you understand how much God loves you, you become into the Word of God and let the Word of God get in you and you begin to act on what you know. Because what comes in your mind, what comes in your mind, what's in your heart, and what's going to come out? So as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. And we're asking God to guide us and direct us so, so our mind is fixed on the Lord. Woo, thank you, God. He, listen, the helmet of salvation and then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God will keep us. The Word of God will sustain us. The Word of God will do everything that needs to be done so we can see what God has to You can be comforted by the Word of God. I'm telling you, get comforts. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down with clean hands. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. I, I, I love when he says, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. My brothers and sisters, I call some names out earlier. We talked about people who had love for labor to reward. But understand this about them. He says, Yea, do I walk through the valley. Not, not that I get stuck in the valley. But yet you are walk through the valley. Get through it. Remember we talked about it? Get through it. They're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I feel no evil. What do you mean, Pastor? Because a shadow can't hurt you. Mm, he said it again. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. A, a shadow can't hurt you. But, but know this. Wherever you see a shadow, there must be a light somewhere. Esther, wherever there's a shadow, you, you don't have a shadow unless there's light. Yeah, and, and, and Jesus is that light that shines, and he tells us, you are the light of the world. So we are positioned to fight whatever evil might be, whatever shadow there might be. He positions us because he loves us, but we're positioned with the word of God. We have to do it God's way. Hallelujah. Lastly, now that we've been strengthened in the Lord and we're strong in Him, now that we've dressed to do battle, let's fight. Oh, yeah, I say that. Let's fight. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember when, when you're growing up and you want to start something? Y'all know you want to start a fight or whatever it is and put chip on you. Yeah, no. I dare you. Hit it off my shoulder. This, this here, this now. I dare you. Oh, no, no. I double dare you. Just, just, you know, just, just, yeah. Cross that line. I dare you. Y'all remember when Mary used to do that? She tells you to start on the fights? Yeah, but, but understand, understand that. It's, it's, it's time to get the fight on. Well, well Pastor, what, what you talking about? You want to fight? What, 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 where's the enemy? Um, who are we fighting? And you know what? It's hard to fight an enemy who is so cleverly disguised and who can get work done, their work done, through those who are not our enemy. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let you see what I'm doing. Someone can command heavily armed federal troops into a state to terrorize unarmed residents and citizens of the United States and not be successful even though they are heavily armed to the hilt. Mm-hmm. You see, well, well, why, why can't the heavily armed be successful? Um, well, even though they are, are armed to the hilt and because they might can, what they might can do that they can arrest and they can harass many people, but they can never stop a movement, a movement for justice. I, I don't care how hot how, how armed they are. The late U.S. Congressman John Lewis and the late Dr. C.T. Vivian and the late Dr. Martin King Jr. and the late Sister Rosa Parks and the late Armand Aubrey and the late George Floyd and the late call whatever name you need to call them. Yeah. The movement they began was anything but late. You got the hint of the day. Yeah, no, no. It's right on time and on time for us. 
It's on time for us to fight the good fight that might just get us in good trouble. Oh yeah, it's time to do what God has called us to do in a way God wants us to do it. We have to fight, but we have to fight the right enemy. Yeah. Ephesians 6 and 12 in our text, it tells us that. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let me say that again. But we do not wrestle. We do not fight against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. I know you got disappointed. That's why I say it's time to fight. You got to, you started out the door right then. You said, Pastor says it's time to fight. Please hear me. Mike Well says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Yeah, against systemic evil, against stuff that we see, against injustice all around us. We have to get strong in him and get dressed with his armor to fight the real enemy. And it's not each other. It's not each other. It's not flesh and blood. We're part of a movement that's not just for a moment. I know you're mad. Know you're frustrated. Know you're hurt. I know you want to fight someone. But someone is not your enemy. Someone is just a decor. Yeah, it's just a decor. Pastor, what are you saying? How do you fight? Well, let me take a couple things. And I'm done. You got to vote. You, you just said it's about people. No, 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 no. We got to vote. But you should not just be voting to move a person who set his mind on who knows what. We should be voting on a mindset to transform our society. Yeah, a mindset that would destroy systemic racism. We should be voting on a mindset that would care for and would do something to help the least, the last, and the lost. We have been empowered to fight, and fight we must, but it's against the schemes of the devil. Yes, he wants you to hate your brother. He wants you to hate your sister. Well, there are schemes out there. That, that, listen, there are schemes that you won't be counted even in the 20 census. There are schemes out there, but you got to rise above that and be strong enough to make sure that you are heard, to make sure that you're counted, to make sure that the resources come back to your community. There are many schemes out there to keep us from getting everything God has for us to get so we can do the work he called us to do. It's a devil's scheme for us to hate your brothers and to hate your sisters and to hate this person and to hate that person. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We have to love those who hate you. Love them enough to share with them the fact, to share with them the truth that God loves them. Yeah, I say that. We got to share with them. Make sure that everyone you come in contact with, everybody who you meet on the battlefield, make sure that they know that there's life. On the battlefield, there's life. 
Let them know that in this life they can win with Christ. Mm. Let them know that they can be victorious because of who loves them and who they love. It's time to fight against the very scheme of the devil. He's out to seek, to kill, and to destroy. But we're out to do what God wants to do, and that's to live and have life and to have it more abundantly. He's given us life. He's given us joy. He's given us peace. He's given us a mind. He's given us everything we need. And we got to fight with what God has given us. But when we fight, we fight against the very scheme of the devil. The devil wants you to hate. The devil wants you to knock somebody in the head. The devil wants you to draw the evil. But if we were come together as a community, if we were come together as a community of faith, if we were come together as those who love everybody else who you see, and if somebody sees unlovable, if somebody sees to be hateful, if somebody sees that you can't get through to them, go ahead and pray. We got to fight and pray. Go ahead and pray for that brother. Pray for that sister. But live a life in front of them that they can see your good works and will give our glory. They can see how you love in the midst of their hate. They can see how you give in the midst of their sinfulness. They can see how you wrap your arm with it to wrap your arm around them from a distance right now and let them know that you truly, truly love, that you truly, truly care, and you know God will make a way out of your way. But Pastor, how can I do that when all Christ, you'll be tearing Satan's kingdom down. 
We're talking about evangelism. We're talking about when you're lost in Christ. And might be somebody listening today and realize, I need the Lord in my life. I've sinned, I've come short, I haven't been what I want to be. Said things haven't said, should not have said, done things I should not have done. But I need the Lord in my life. I want you to know right now, you can come to Christ right now. You can pray this prayer with me. The Bible is clear. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised you from the dead, you shall be saved. Yeah, he who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, you say, Lord, you know, I've, I've seen I messed up, I, but I need you in my life. I want to be that you have me to be. You can usher love into your life. You can usher joy into your life. You can usher peace into your life. Even though you still will have trial and tribulation. But that can come in your life to make a difference right now. So if you would like to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me right now to accept him into your life. Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you for saving me right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, we invite you to let us know. Contact us here at First Half Baptist Church. Or contact another pastor, another congregation. But let them know that you give your life to Christ. You desire to be baptized. You desire to live for God. All the best to your life. He'll come in. He's coming right now. Make your life. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.